you don't know you're burnt out until you're burnt. And when you're burnt, it's too late. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. I'm your host, Christine Lozada. This is a traveling podcast. And right now we are rolling down Tri-Cities, Washington on a bus. And I'm so excited for today's guest. Let's introduce him. Hello, my name is Yancey Wright, and uh, I'm the owner of Casa Alternavida. One of the most badass things about Yancey is that he helps to gently push people out of their comfort zones, often in nature and in a very special place that you'll be hearing a lot about in quite a sexy location, by the way. But we will be uncovering his story on how he came to creating this space for people. This traveling podcast is meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday. A funny story behind this podcast, not only are we on this semi-loud bus, sorry, not sorry, but we also just finished horseback riding. And if you don't know this about me, I have some of the worst allergies that any allergist has ever seen. And the number one thing I'm allergic to is horses. And I have taken over seven years of allergy shots and I, I still am very allergic. So if you are watching today's podcast on YouTube, you will notice that I look really crazy in my eyeballs <laughs> while I'm filming this, but it's made from love and it's really worth it. Where does Yancey's story begin? One of the things that that made me perk my ears up immediately when we talked is that you had gone through a not so positive experience in your life that brought you to a very positive experience in your life now. In other words, where did that start and how did you get there? Yeah, I think if you're talking about adversity in life, like um, I had a career burnout and what I realized much later is that I created that for myself. And I think a lot of times as individuals, we it's easier to blame everyone else or to be a victim to a situation. And in my situation, uh, yeah, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. I was, um, you know, really like critical of how I was performing. Mm -hmm. um, I had created a, a company within a company and just wanted everything to be perfect. Which is something I think a lot of people can relate to. And burnout's an interesting thing because not everyone knows that they might be burnt out. How did yeah. you know? You don't. You don't know you're burnt out until you're burnt. And when you're burnt, it's too late. Okay. Uh, it takes, and that's, that's the work that I love doing with people is even if they're not completely to the burnout process, even if they're a little bit burnt, I can often help shift that for people, but uh, because of having gone through that experience myself. But for myself, I didn't know until I was in the ICU and a doctor handing me a piece of paper saying, we're gonna stop your heart, it may not restart, please sign here. Wow. That that was my wake up call. What um, was that recovery and illness period? How, like, how long was that? And how long ago was that? So I was 37 years old when that happened. So yesterday? Um, not quite. Uh, and, I, you know, the recovery period's interesting because I think most people are unconscious when they're in a burnout process. And I don't think they're usually aware of what causes it and or how to correct. Uh, because, like, for myself, I went through that, had 
you know, this, this difficult situation that gave me, a, it took a couple months because there was something going on with the sort of the effects of the anesthesia. So it just was a couple months to get me back uh, to normal. But then after that, it was, um, it was more of a recognition that if I have a short life, we all do. We just don't always put it into context. And I and I thought to myself, if, if life were short, how would I want to do it different? And I decided, oh, I want to live somewhere where the water's warm mm-hmm. and where I can make uh, a difference without depleting myself so much. If the Yancey now, who has a lot of this clarity, could go back and say something to your, let's just say, 35 or 36-year-old self, what would you say? Yeah, I would definitely tell me tell myself then and it's not much different than what I'm telling myself now just the circumstances are different which is it's not worth stressing over mm. the things that we try to control that are really out of our control yeah and most of the time um, myself included I've spent time being at the effect of things outside of me you know really all we have control over is our ability to respond our actions and our choices yeah anything beyond that we don't have to control over other people's emotions. We don't have control over the future, the past. We don't have control over those things, but yet we spend so much time trying to control them. So that's the advice I would have given myself um, if I if I went backwards. Fire! Let's fast forward because now you're in a very different place. Mm. Actually, both physically now in a different place, and a, obviously mentally and as a person in a very different place. How did you go from? where you were to what you have created now. Actually, let's start with that. What did you create now? Well, I've created a a retreat center specifically for people that are stressed out, overwhelmed, having anxiety, especially for leaders. Uh, We we often have other people come to us. Sometimes it's a mother that hasn't ever had a chance to leave their newborn child or there's a wide range of things. Sometimes it's couples. But Specifically, it was for people like me that were stressed out and overwhelmed. So I've created a a retreat center in Puerto Rico. And how I got there is um, interesting because I went from being stressed out and overwhelmed to then trying to create a project that made me stressed out and overwhelmed again. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of these patterns are hard to overcome. Yeah. And the first couple of years I was in Puerto Rico, I found myself back in a, in a stressed out situation. Yeah. Like the first year was great, you know, stepping away from the long work hours. Um, how did you catch yourself? Like, how did you know you were like, mm, this is not going the right way? How did you know? Well, one is that my heart would give me si- signals, like literally. I would notice the sort of small little bouts of atrial fibrillation, which were scary because that had to be reset with a defibrillator in the past. Um, so that's that's like one heavy version. The other is just noticing my mindset. If I was just feeling, again, like dreading getting up in the morning, which is rare for me because I don't need much to get up in the morning. I'm easily motivated. And if I'm noticing that that's coming into place again, then I, I, I often now will stop and just be like, all right, what needs to change? What's, how can I shift the strategy? How can I create... get back to the life that I really enjoy where I'm in a flow state where things are synchronicities just happening things are falling in place um, and I'm doing what I love without feeling depleted yeah I love that so you've created this retreat center and one of the things that I think is fascinating that you told me is the eyes tell me this story Hmm. 
Yeah, so one of the things I was mentioning, like I've done retreats for about nine years now uh, using facilities all over the world, really. And now that we have our own space, what I what I really enjoy is seeing the, the difference that people are in in their mindset as they're leaving. And I see that really come alive in their, in their eyes. Yeah. Um, often the color of their eyes is pretty dull when people when people are in a, in a heavier state of being and then when they start to reconnect to themselves when they really connect in a deep authentic way to nature and when they get more embodied and they're eating healthy and sleeping well the light inside their eyes just comes on so much stronger I love that. and I didn't realize um, my mom passed away recently and I was with her uh, for her final months, and one of the things that I didn't realize is that the eye color goes away oh, wow. as the person passes. Really? My mom had really beautiful, bright, crystal blue eyes, and within 20 minutes after she had passed, because I was still sitting with her, wow. grieving, um, I noticed all of a sudden her, her eyes were like really gray. and. And at first I was, because I tried clo closing them, you know how in the movies yeah, they yeah, close yeah. them, but, but hers stayed open and I couldn't figure out why, but it, it felt like a really powerful message for me to notice that her, that her as her spirit transitioned, so did the color and the light in her eyes. Your eyes so, really are the window to your soul, her soul had gone. Yeah, so now seeing that with people who come to a retreat that are, you know, if, if we're dull energetically and we need to recharge, we need to recharge from the heart space, then that light, that brightness, that color, um, the rejuvenation for our soul or spirit or however you want to call it, comes on and is visible through the eyes. Which I can't imagine what it must be like to make eye contact with me right now because I'm very allergic to horses and I guess my eyeballs must be very red. <laughs> my eyes are burning right now. <laughs> okay, that's another story. What is the impact that you want to have with your retreats? Well, you know, I first, um, the, the reason, because I started a, a much larger retreat center like nine years ago, mm -hmm. and the reason I got into another burnout state is because I tried to create a really big one. Mm. And the impact that I arrived at, so multiple things happened. Economic crisis in Puerto Rico caused my investors to pull out of the, of the big one, so I lost a bunch of time and money after a couple of years. Yeah. Second issue was uh, I just started bringing big retreat groups down, mm -hmm. and then the Zika virus like killed that business for a year. Um, and then after that, I started remodeling a space to get a retreat center open. Then the two hurricanes like shut that down for a year and a half. Yeah. After that, it was, okay, great, I'm gonna reposition. Um, I went and did some intensive coaching program work in California with my mentor, Katie Hendricks, and, and that was like a, a huge opener for me. And so I'm thankful that the hurricane happened because it created the opening for me to deepen my own, my own work. But what I recognized through all of that is that most of the time, and even through the green building work I was doing, most of the time I was showing up as a hero. And I was showing up in a way that was depleting my own life force energy. When you ask now, what is it? What is the impact I want to make with my retreat center? Yeah, it's less about trying to fix people, and more about me helping support people through my own experience. So I, I teach what I most need to continue to practice myself. Yeah, and if I show up in that way, I'm not depleting my own energy. I'm sharing amazing tools, I'm sharing my own life experience, but 
I'm doing that in a way that makes it easy for me, but doing it in a way that's super helpful usually for most all of our guests that come. And so what do I most want to do? I, I, I most want to just continue to give myself the, the loving energy that lights me up and yeah. do, do what feels natural and easy and in my zone of genius so that uh, the people that do show up is just fun and beautiful for them. And so the... The one, the one like intention I have when I'm working with corporate groups is I'd like to, I'm really good at strategy and I like to do what I can to give the least amount of effort for the biggest impact. So I usually zero in on the root cause of what's creating dysfunction among teams. Or I like to zero in on the root cause of what might be holding somebody back from what they really want. And I've been trained in seeing the unconscious realm around these types of things. So. Um, the level of impact, I, I, I don't feel like I have a, a specific measure anymore. I just want to continue seeing people going through an arc of an experience that lights them up and hopefully gives them tools to survive this crazy world a little easier and to come at things from a more loving space. Would you consider yourself a badass? Oh, um, in certain things, yes. Like I've become more aware of what I'm good at. Uh, it's taken a lot for me to um, learn to appreciate myself in those ways. Yeah. And so that that is an important piece of self-love that isn't so much about ego and more about like, hey, what what can I appreciate myself for? Well, I do. I really appreciate the way I work with people, the way that I can help shift people uh, or help people shift. And I also. Um, love nature and pushing people out of their comfort zone in experiences out in nature doing nature adventures yeah. that tend to illuminate areas in their life where they're stuck and so while most people wouldn't necessarily consider that being a badass I, I, I just love doing it because it's I see so many layers to it and nature does so much of the work for me Hell yeah. Actually, you know what I want to know? For someone who's coming to your retreat center, mm. give me an example of what a day might look like. Okay. So, uh, we're only 30 minutes from the airport, but imagine you stay the night at the space. The first thing you do in the morning, if you're a tea drinker, juice drinker, or maybe it's you want fresh coconut water out of a coconut, then you start with that. Morning yoga up on the rooftop overlooking the national rainforest. Wait, hold on. I want to close my eyes while I imagine this, okay? So, yeah. Imagine the sun rays just rising and the 85 degree weather. Um, not quite 85 yet because it's still early morning. And the sun rays coming in as you're doing some beautiful yoga. It's it's not always... We, don't, we actually call it mindful movement because it's a combination of qigong, a little bit of breath work, some meditation, and some yogic practices. But it's really meant to help introduce people to the concepts of, of movement classes. Some people are yogis, some people have never done it, and if we use the word yoga, it might freak them out. But nonetheless, morning movement class, and then you pop downstairs, and Chef Yvonne has prepared like an amazing farm-to-table meal. She's Puerto Rican, and she's taken a lot of Puerto Rican concepts, but made them super healthy. It's a collaboration that I really appreciate about her. Um, we may have picked some fresh plantains from the plantain tree right outside of the house, or maybe some fresh bananas or mangoes or whatever, but the breakfasts are, are amazing. And then we'll take you on a nature adventure into the rainforest. 
So it, depending on the weather, you may get a little muddy. Yeah. You may even take off your shoes and just squish the mud between your toes. You guys know I as love we go into these types a, of adventures. Yeah, okay. as we go into the rainforest with a, an amazing waterfall or just a beautiful big river pool with a rope swing. Or, and we'll spend some time in the rainforest. Sometimes I'll bring some tack, snacks and you'll just kind of lay out on a warm rock in the sun. And maybe you'll be connecting with some friends that you're there with or connecting with yourself and just really absorbing the energy of this beautiful, serene place. And we'll get back, have a uh, phenomenal lunch. That's usually when we'll serve something heartier. Uh, after lunch, you might have a massage, or maybe you'll decide to have a coaching session. Yeah. And if it's a coaching session, we'll probably do that down on the beach because around 3.30 in the afternoon, we take everybody to the beach. Maybe you'll want to body surf in the warm 80 degree water, the turquoise water, or maybe it's uh, that coaching session, or maybe you just want to hang out and rest in the sand. It's up to you. Um, if it's windy, then you might see me out in the water kiteboarding. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we'll go back and have a phenomenal meal, and, and uh, or uh, you may even have a cacao ceremony before dinner, where we'll we'll it's a heart opener, um, and we'll, so we use some ceremonial grade cacao to have an interactive experience, and then then dinner after that, um, and then we may look at some stars up on the roof and flip through some some kind of inspirational messages, either something from a Taoism book or an Osho Zen tarot deck or yeah. who knows, just depends on what the what's inspiring. And then you get to have a, a sleep in your room that is embodied with a nature spirit. And by the way, our, our retreat center has quartz crystals in the walls and it, they create an invisible grid of love and protection. So there's a really high vibration space and most people say they sleep really well there. And then the next morning you get to do it all over again. I feel like I'm having my moment of Zen just by listening to that. <laughs> that sounds like something everybody needs to experience. How does one find more info about your retreat uh, That's pretty easy. They can just go to our website at casaalternavida.com, C-A-S-A-A-L-T-E-R-N-A-V-I-D-A.com. Or they can just look up Yancey Wright. And y'all know I will always have all of that info in the description below. So make sure you check out Yancey and find his retreat center. I'm going to share a behind the scenes story, which is this podcast episode was filmed about four months ago. And in that four month period of time, I actually burned out. The worst I've ever burned out in a very long time in my creator career. I've burned out, I've burned out a million times in my corporate career, but in my creator career, this is the first time I've truly burned out. And there's one thing about being in the corporate world and burning out. I mean, we heard Yancey's story, obviously health issues, both his and my own during that time. Very, very big issue. I actually recommend reading Ariana Huffington's book, Thrive. It's something I'm rereading at the moment um, to find some inspiration. It's her story of burnout and the changes she's made as CEO of the Huffington Post to bring wellness back into the workplace. But sharing very honestly, and you'll hear more about this coming up as I'm filming in my secret location in the Bahamas, openly talking about my burnout is when you are a creator, it's a challenge because oftentimes, at least for what I create, I'm on video all the time. And when you are burned out and you don't feel creative and you don't feel like it, you don't feel like anything, 
and you're starting to have health issues, this is what I've been going through for the last four months. And so I'm excited to take this next step into getting better. And it has honestly been a refreshing thing to go back and re-listen to Yancey's story. If you enjoyed it, by God, please leave a positive review. It really does help to distribute this podcast to more people. And do not leave the scene of learning something without doing something about it. Download your free badassery journal. There are journal prompts that go along with what you listen to today so that you can bring forth Yancey's story and change something a little bit different in your everyday life so that you can go forth, be badass, and I'll see you in the next adventure. Ciao. Normally I hug people, but I'm just gonna go like this right here. <laughs> Actually, I prefer Sir Yance a lot. <laughs> That's just purely joking. <laughs> it's the only thing I'm gonna call you moving forward.